With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, college football fans. Welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Whitmer, and I'm joined, as I always am, by Brandon B. Dog Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, you look a little surprised that I uh, called you B. Dog for a second. You know what? I usually don't get that one. You don't? I don't, and I don't no know one if I, has said B-Dog? And, and I don't know if I will again. Well, uh, you may with, from me. Maybe, but I we're, feel like with, gonna, with you, you'll try something new each week. You know what? We're going to start this right now. Go on Twitter. You're going to tweet at Brandon at young underscore swan 19. Hashtag B-Dog. That's your new nickname. Hashtag capital B, capital D, OG. Sounds fierce. B-Dog. Or do you want a little dash in between the B and the D? It's no your need, nickname. No need for the dash. No dash, just B-D-Dog. Or B-D-O-G, because B-D-Dog would be B-D and then D-O-G. I'll be the real OG. <laughs> the real OG. But Brandon, this week we are kind of taking a page from the onside kick and what me and Mark are doing. And the onside kick, they're going through the NFL divisional previews up until the beginning of the season. We're going to go through, on the Primetime Podcast, the Power 5 conferences. We're going to preview them each week, talk about them, who we think the big storylines will be, who's going to be good, who's going to not be good. And at the very end, we'll make our prediction for who's going to be in the championship game, who will win that championship game, and if we will see a college playoff team from this division. And the big thing we got to start off with with this one is Florida State and life after Jameis Winston? Well, it's going to be a lot different. I mean, I think that's that's no surprise for anybody. It's going to be really interesting, I think, because Jameis Winston has just kind of been the face of that of that organization for so long. But in a sense, it could be a real breath of fresh air because for the last couple of years, what have you had around Jameis Winston? Controversy and drama. And that may be one thing that Florida State no longer wants. They no longer need it. But I don't think, I just don't think that with Everett Golson coming in, I don't think he's the golden boy. However, though, I mean, we we say, and you just said, the kind of you don't want that conflict and that reason to like, "Eh, you know what, this is bad publicity around this guy. However, it's kind of like I think of the saying, if he's not your guy, you hate him. If he's your guy, you love him. And no matter what happened with Jameis Winston, he won football games. Seminole Nation loved him. That's what it came down to. They loved him because he was winning football games. And now I look at this Everett Golson. Yeah, he he went to a national championship game with the Irish. But I can't help but think to myself, was he the reason they went? Or was it the defense led by Manti Teo? They had a lot of different reasons. I mean, I think that the defense was the bigger part. If you want to look at it, it was probably a 70-30 split. 
I, I think that I mean that's my my own opinion. I think the defense was really big for Notre Dame that season. But offensively, you have to be able to do something to keep yourself in the game. You just have to. Defense wins championships, but offense could get you to the championship. So I think that uh, in the end, they needed both, but it was a lot more from the Manti Teo-led defense of uh, Notre Dame, not not so much the Everett Golson-led offense. I think, though, here in, in Florida State, it'll be interesting. Like you said about winning games, all he has to do is win games. People will love him. That's all he needs to do. Yeah, that's all he needs to do is win games, and Seminole Nation is just going to fall in love with him. And and, and then he has to be he has to be the vocal leader. You know, you're going to be the quarterback now. Quarterback is the leader on the field. Yeah, and you need to be able to to be that leader, be that strong leader, because in a team after Jameis Winston, not saying that oh they're looking to turn to someone for leadership. Well, probably not. They don't probably need that. They probably have plenty of leaders, and at the end of the day, Ever Golson, all he needs to do is come in there, win some football games, and lead that team. Okay, I'm going to rail off some points here about Florida State. I was looking through ESPN for some articles, some things that we could reference in this preview, like what storylines are going on in the ACC coming into the season, and I came across a wonderful article on the, uh, they're just college football nation blog for the ACC, and it's about Florida State. And the articles and tales, it asks a question, does 2015 bear any similarity to 2013 for Florida State? And that should ring a bell, because that was Jameis Winston's first season. That was the one where he impacted the Seminoles on the field. And here's the four points of how this year is eerily similar to that year. Number one, Florida State outside the preseason top 10. They are not the elite team because everyone is like, you know what, it mostly to me has to deal with Jameis Winston's no longer there. So are you going to win 13 games this season? Are you going to go 13-1, and go to the college football playoffs, be a team that people speak about to maybe go to the national title? I don't know. Or win a national title. I don't know. Number two, questions at quarterback. That year, we did not know before the season. We didn't even know. I mean, I might go to the point we didn't know who Jameis Winston was, but we didn't know who he could be. That's how I'm going to put that one. Number three, they got to go into Death Valley this year. They got a road game against Clemson, and we know that season. I watched it in the 2013 season. I wanted Clemson to beat Florida State so badly that season, and it just didn't happen. Well, guess what? You don't have Winston. Seminoles going into Clemson at Death Valley this season like they did in 2013. And number four is just simply schedule. In 2013, they only played one power conference, not like one power five team outside of the conference. And that was Florida. Same thing in 2015. I mean, I think you take a look at it, and this team is just different. They're not going to be that high-profile, high-ranked team. Why? They have not proven themselves. The Florida State of old, they did. They did prove themselves. They're a much younger team this year, too. We got to put that into consideration. And, and, And you take a look at that, and that's not always bad. 
I mean, you can look at young you look at young teams, and young teams can do a lot of good things. How, but uh, at the same time, it, it sometimes it, it takes some years. It, it takes some time for everyone to gel and everyone to mesh together and everyone to buy in. That's that's a big thing. Not I don't know if it's as big with the college side as it is with the NFL or MLB or NBA because college guys, if you don't Mm -hmm. buy in, you're not playing. You are just not playing. And I I think that that's why they want to try as hard as they can to get in, do everything they can to get a spot. See, and this is where the big question comes in for, to me, for the entire ACC, and it comes down to the Atlantic Conference. Florida State last year, 13-1, and a perfect 8-0 and in their conference. Clemson, 10-3, and 6-2 and right behind Florida State. Without Winston and Florida State, I know they have Everett Golson. I know Golson is a, pro- I'm going to say, proven starter at the quarterback position. With Winston gone, though, is this the year that the Clemson Tigers say, this is our division. We're going for it. And they leapfrog Florida State and finally get into that ACC title game. Is this the year they do it? I don't know. I don't know if it is. Because I still think... I mean, look at look at how it's been in the past with, with, with teams. No, they don't have that high ranking as they once did. But, this, but at the same time... They can still be a good team, and they almost may want that because they won't want people to be looking at them as much. They don't want to be that high-profile team, so they can just come out of nowhere in the last couple of weeks in the season, then get people start talking about them, have a great finish. They end up doing just about what they did the year a couple of years before. So I think that it's going to be hard for Clemson to do it. Can they? They sure can. But Florida State is really going to have to be way different than what they were last year. I'll give you the key for Clemson. And for me, of course, if you know anything about, if you've listened to the onside kick, if you've listened to me and Brandon here on the primetime podcast, I'm an offensive guy. I'm an offensive minded guy. Usually, I pinpoint and nitpick an offense before I even think about the defense. That's just who I am. If I was a coach in football, I would be an offensive coordinator. That's just how my mind works. And for me, the biggest player, the most important player for Clemson is going to be their sophomore quarterback, Deshaun Watson. He's going to be the most important part because if he's not gelling with this team, if he can't do things, then Florida State's going to walk all over them with a new quarterback. And it's going to be same old song, different dance for the Florida State-Clemson game. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. I think it's, you know, can the young guy lead them? And I, I think that on both sides, it's interesting from the quarterback position. For Clemson, it's can the young guy lead them over the hump to get into first and hold that spot and really have a strong season on the other side is it, can the new guy do it? Can the new guy do it who's not accustomed to all these guys? Can he do it? So I think it's going to be really interesting how it plays out throughout the year and uh, really at the start of the season, too. I think that's where it's going to be interesting. Well, and looking at the schedules, I mean, the, 
FSU and Clemson, they don't meet each other until November 7th. So that is late in the season. A lot of things can change. Clemson has opening two games. To me, I'm going to call them walkover games over Wofford and Appalachian State. However, Appalachian State has proved in the past that they can beat good teams. They can surprise teams. I believe they beat Michigan. Was that the team they upset? Absolutely. Then Clemson, their first big game, comes on a Thursday night, September 17th at Louisville. Then they have Notre Dame, another tough game against Georgia Tech. Then they got Boston College, Miami, NC State before they play Florida State. If Clemson can go undefeated into that Florida State game, they can win. However, can they beat Louisville? Can they beat Georgia Tech to open their season? Because I know we're talking about Florida State and Clemson being the two guys to be the main dogs in this race for the Atlantic crown. Well, Louisville's there too. Louisville's right there. They were 9-4 and four last season, 5-3 and three in the conference. They could be an underdog. And the, the reason why I say that is a lot of people are going to focus on the Seminoles and the Tigers. Boom, Cardinals come in and maybe steal the show. Well, I think something that's really important that you look at is the strength of, the strength of schedule and how they play throughout that schedule. I mean that that's if you're playing nobody and then you finally play a somebody and you're six and zero, oh, then all of a sudden you come up against a really good team. I, I mean that that six and zero oh doesn't mean anything on, on paper. Yeah. Oh well, you know they're six and zero, oh, but oh they played, they played them, they played them, they played them, and I mean just crushed them, crushed them, crushed them. And we see that with teams all throughout the year that they're playing no one, and then all of a sudden. They have to play these really good teams at the end of the year, and their second half of the season is by far much worse than what the first half was because they actually had to play good teams. Yeah, and I mean, the whole thing to me is, like I bring up Louisville, but really the two big dogs in this are Florida State and Clemson. If we want to move over, let's move over to the Coastal Division because we haven't been giving them any love on this podcast yet. Who's really to give love? Georgia Tech? I mean, outside of that. but Georgia but, Tech, maybe Duke. But but what are they doing? They're, they're, they're winning a couple of games. They're, they're going to make it inside the top 25. And guess what? No one's going to give a flying you-know-what. Talking about Georgia Tech? Talking about that whole side, well, the coastal and, side. If you're talking about the ACC, anything that You're almost, talking about Florida State and Clemson. That's it. That's it. I mean, you can talk about them. Here's the so thing. for the people out there Here's that are the that are going to listen, you know, sorry, D- if you like Duke, go watch him play basketball. <laughs> I don't know. Duke's becoming a little bit more of a football school now in recent years. Are they going to have enough this year to overcome Georgia Tech? Probably not. And Georgia Tech, all they have to do this season is play good enough to win the Coastal. Because here's what I feel like is going to happen. Georgia Tech plays good enough. They win their division. Then, while Florida State and Clemson and maybe Louisville beat each other up to try to win their division, Georgia Tech comes in and says, hey, we've had our division locked up. We've been waiting for you to see who we're going to play in an ACC title game. And then they come in and maybe win the whole ACC because they've had an 
easier road. They haven't had a battle-tested road. Maybe Duke proves to be their only big stomping ground. I mean, the whole Georgia Tech-Georgia game is huge, but really if they lose that game, the only thing that affects is their college football playoff standings. Doesn't hurt them in the ACC whatsoever. And one thing that I think is just is is funny because I, I I have the comment about if you like Duke then then go watch them play basketball. But the thing is, is that you talk about you know Georgia Tech that 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 they're going to be the one. It's going to be Duke this year. You think so? Duke has been significantly getting better in football the last couple of years. Well, they had that season where I want to say it was not last season, but the season before they have that they went to the ACC title game, lost to Jameis Winston, and then I believe didn't they go? They played Johnny Football in the bowl game, and did they lose to Johnny Football in that bowl game? I know they play. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up. But I know they played Winston and Johnny Football to end that season, and that was to me. That was a better season than last year for Duke football because they really just came on the scene and just flipped the script, and it was like, whoa, Duke has a football team? Yeah, so I, I think that I think that Duke actually hops over them, Georgia Tech being them, this year. I really do. It was 2013. They only lost four games the entire season. Their third and fourth game, they lose ACC games at home to Georgia Tech and a the 55 to 58 loss to Pitt and then win everything else beating 24 ranked Miami beating number 16 Virginia Tech on their route to play number 1 Florida State in the ACC title game they got blown out 45 to 7 and then they lose 52 to 48 to Texas A&M and Johnny Football in the Chick-fil-A bowl I love Chick-fil-A. It's very good. It's a great it's great chicken. Great chicken. But I think that Duke has looked a lot better in the last couple of years on the football side. They're really coming along nicely, and I think that this could be the year that they make the leap over Georgia Tech. They will play Georgia Tech early on in the year, actually September 26th, which is St. Xavier University's homecoming yep. game. So there's... A little tie in there, but I think that they'll play them early and they'll get an early test. I think the Duke will start out three and zero. They'll beat Tulane. They'll beat NC Central. They'll beat Northwestern. After that, though, but after that, it does get a little dicier because you play Georgia Tech, then then you have BC, Army. Think you can win that one. Virginia Tech will be an interesting one. Miami will be interesting. North Carolina will However, be. Pitt, Virginia, and Wake Forest. I, I, Wake Forest I don't think will be. But I'm going to throw one out there for you. Do you think this, and this is totally, uh, do you think this plays in and affects their opponent? Like we said, Georgia Tech at Duke on the 26th. On the 19th, Georgia Tech plays Notre Dame on the road. If Notre Dame can play them close, give them a, rough and tough football game, does that affect Georgia Tech, whereas Duke has been playing cupcake teams? I'm going to call Northwestern a cupcake team. And you know what? If Notre Dame can get their head out of their ass and actually play some good football, 
then it might be a game for Georgia Tech. Otherwise, Georgia Tech is going to romp them, and it's going to be embarrassing for Irish fans. Well, and this is kind of something that I was going to leave until later, until the very end. But with the ACC, I feel like it's a good question to ask. This year, with the college football playoff being at four teams, I'm going to ask you a simple question, Brandon. Does the ACC get left out of the playoffs? Do they get left out? Are we going to see zero teams from the ACC make the playoffs? Go. Yeah, I I don't think we are. I, I don't, because I think that, you know, even if Florida State is the team that that is able to win their side of the conference, I I just don't I just don't see them being one of the top elite teams when you only have four teams to be slotted. I don't think and out of all of them, I don't think Florida State will be. I think Duke will be good. I don't think they'll be slotted there either. I I don't see it happening. I'm going to bite my tongue. I am not going to do what Ricky Widmer likes to do. And when I'm baited into my own questions like this, I usually like to go, well, you know what, Brandon? I'll give you the four teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Don't I usually do that? Yeah, you do. However, I'm not going to do that. What I will say, though, is I will give you the two scenarios of the four conferences that will have playoff teams. Either, oh, actually, I'll give you three scenarios. Number one, one from the Pac 12, one from the SEC, one from the Big Ten, one from the Big 12. Boom. Four different conferences, four different teams. Scenario number two, team from the SEC, team from the Pac 12, two from the Big Ten. Scenario number three, one from the Big Ten, one from the Pac 12, two from the SEC. So for me, the ACC totally gets left out because I don't think Florida State, to me, Florida State was the only team, unless Clemson can come out and say, hey, you know what, we're going to be what Florida State was in 2013 and last season, then sure, they can get into the playoffs. But right now, no teams in the ACC, and we're going to get to this later on. I'm just going to say this right now to kind of tease those previews. I think the SEC and the Big Ten have a real good chance of having two teams make it. Two teams. We're going to get to those teams in the other previews, but back to the original question, ACC, no teams. They're not going to have any teams in the college playoffs. I don't think so either. I I mean, they're just not. You, If you look at all the conferences, they're not, and, and, and all the, the power conferences, they're just not a power one anymore. They They lose... The Florida State of old. Clemson's not quite there. Georgia Tech is good, but they're, I don't think they're it. And and Duke, not quite there either on their way, in my opinion. But no one's jumping off the page at me going, oh, man, yeah, yeah, they're in, they're in. No, they're not, not a one. You know what I find funny? I'm looking right now at the... Duke Blue Devils 2015 preview and prediction from AthlonSports.com. 
You want to know what their ACC coastal prediction is for Duke? What do we got? Sixth. Sixth in the division. That's second that to would last. Be, that would be a huge fall from last year's number two to six. Do you agree with that? Do you think, I mean, and I'm throwing it out there because that's a huge drop for a team like we've talked about is making a climb. Do you, looking at their prediction, do you believe that? Would you say that? Are, do, are, are you going to go with Georgia Tech Duke 1-2 in the division again? I mean, I I was talking, I could almost see Duke overtake Georgia Tech. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. In, in, in the end, these predictions, even the predictions we're making, you know what they mean? Nothing. I mean, in the end, because we can sit here, we can talk for days, we can talk about this for weeks, but then... You know, so and so is gonna get hurt. Then we're gonna have to go get another quarterback. Because you know what I love? He punched his girlfriend in the face, you know, so now wait, he's suspended. Wait, 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 and, wait, Brandon, know, Brandon. You know, you know what I love about college football and even college basketball. Usually, we talk in these previews and predictions that hey, you know what? This team's gonna win this. This team's gonna win that. But there's always a Cinderella. There's always a Cinderella somewhere, and for me. The one team I'm look well, I'm going to throw out two teams that could be Cinderella type teams or have the potential to be Cinderella like teams: Virginia Tech and Boston College. Two teams that will will they probably win their division? Probably not, but they have the just the potential to be Cinderella teams like. You look at Duke two seasons ago when they went to the ACC kind of title. We're going to get into it in the Big 12. They have some Cinderella's last year that are they going to hold. The Pac-12 has it. The Big 10 has it. And just I, this division, who's going to be the Cinderella? And also I kind of feel the big thing with this question, and I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. It's when one of the headlines in ESPN's football blog for the ACC reads that future bleak for ACC question mark, that's not a good thing. When that's the kind of article that you need to see written, whereas the Big Ten last year, everyone's talking about them. Oh, they're not going to have a playoff team. They're, they stink. They do that. Ohio State wins the whole ship. So, I mean, we could... We could be talking like zero teams make the playoffs, then Clemson surprises us, makes the playoffs, wins the whole thing. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, I think that it's always interesting. That's why we do these. You know, that's why we do this. Do we know if we're right? Do we know if we're wrong? We assume we're right because, G- you know, me, we're the smartest people out give there. Give me two Cinderella teams, possibility Cinderella teams that you think could possibly make a run in the ACC, or maybe not make around, make some noise in the ACC because there's te- there's fans, Brandon, from Syracuse, from Wake Forest, from Miami. The Miami fans are sitting there, Brandon. They're going, are we going to go back to the Schnellenberger days sometime, the Jimmy Johnson days? Are we going back to the ship, Brandon? 
Not this year. <laughs> uh, I, I, one of those teams that I look at that that can possibly make some noise. Maybe Pitt. You know, I I think they're they're a team that's just kind of always right there <laughs> in the middle. There. They're just kind of in the middle. You know, and and it's just going to be you have to. There's something that's going to happen that they're just going to start rising up a little bit, and people can go, ah, you know, Pitt. Okay, they have a couple of quiet wins. Then they get a nice win under their belt. Mm-hmm. Then they could get going, but that's that's a team that I think could possibly do it. I will they? I don't know. I, I'm not so confident in it, but it, out of all of them, I could see them doing it. What about North Carolina? Uh, it's not a basketball you court. You don't think so? I'm looking at Athlon Sports. They have them fourth in the division. Fourth, and to me, North Carolina is gonna be a team that I get to watch at least once this season because my Illini play them on the road this year. Yeah, that'll probably be a win for North Carolina. Probably. Uh, what was I going to say, though, is that uh, North Carolina, another team that when I think about them, it, it's basketball. Like, I, I, when I, I do not. Is the look ACC at, just at, a basketball conference now? Well, Louisville. Yeah, I mean, Louisville, Syracuse, Duke, North Carolina, Pitt. Virginia Tech, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I think really is one of the things that's going to end up hurting? And this is a football-basketball discussion, but in year two of this, we're really going to see the repercussions of it. You know who the ACC is probably missing hardcore, especially in football right now? Maryland. Because last year was the season where Maryland went over to the Big Ten in their first season, seven and six. They went four and four in the Big Ten. Basketball, Maryland basketball did better than football, but the ACC probably looking saying, "Man, I wish we had Maryland back. I wish we had those Terrapins back." Because to me, this division—it's kind of like we talked about earlier. You see Florida State, you see Clemson. And then me, like, if you're a casual fan of the ACC, you're sitting there going, what else you got? What's going to draw me in? They don't have the sexiness of the SEC, where I'll tell you right now, Brandon, I'm kind of nervous to do that preview because I feel like some Alabama fans are going to cut our heads off. They don't have the sexiness of, well, I wouldn't say sexiness, but the just excitement of Pac-12, where you can watch Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, Cal for days and be entertained. I just wish that I was able to stay up later to watch those games because they're on so late. The only divi- or the only conference, I should say, that I feel like they have anything, I would say the Big 12, but the Big 12 has even been more exciting than ACC as of late. The Big 10's on the rise, and I just look at there and I see there and I go... What are you going to do, ACC? What are you going to do to kind of like what you've said this entire... You haven't come out and said it, but you've hinted at it. What are you going to do to bring us excitement to football and not just be a basketball conference? Because guess what? And I've said this earlier, and we talked about it with Florida State, but it's going to affect the conference too. Jameis Winston's not there anymore. So you need something else to bring 
the casual football fan to your conference? Well, I think it's the recruiting. I think that you're going to just have to start getting, not that you're not trying to now, but you're just going to have to get a couple of studs in there. Even if it's one, even if it's two, just within the entire ACC conference. Because if you have one or two studs that people can watch, they will watch the game just to see, oh, what can so-and-so do? What kind of play can he make? They don't. If they don't have that, there is no reason to watch. And I'm glad you said that because I right when you said recruiting, I pulled up the – I went to 247sports.com, pulled up their player rankings for the top players in the country. And out of this year's 2016 recruiting class, of course not everyone – has made commitments yet, but out of the top 10, we have one, two, three, four guys, four out of the 10 have committed to where they're going. And I know some people may say, well, Ricky, don't even look at that because recruits change where they're going, like how the wind blows in the air. But however, we're still going to use this. Out of those four teams, three of them are in the SEC, Georgia, Texas A&M, Old Miss. The one that is not SEC, ACC. Guess where that recruit committed? Florida State. Florida State. And I mean, yeah, that's one school that's bringing in the top recruits. Let's go to last year's. Out of, let's say, the top five, three SEC schools, one Pac-12 school, one ACC school. Where was that ACC school? Florida State. Out of the top 10, if we expanded it, we have we had four more SEC teams, one more ACC team. Guess where that ACC guy went? Oh, well, this time, and yeah, it probably was Wake Forest, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Wake Forest. No, it was yeah. Florida State. Yeah. Even the next guy down that I, I just scrolled to the next ACC school. Florida State, the 15th overall recruit. The first non-Florida State ACC school that got a top recruit was Clemson. They come in, get the 18th guy. They get the 22nd guy. They get the 24th guy. And if you're Clemson, you're probably excited for those recruits. But I'm not talking to the fans that, oh, I cheer for the Clemson Tigers and I'm a diehard. No. This part of the podcast, I'm speaking solely about the just casual football fan. Because I'll be honest, football just in general, NFL, college, it's skyrocketed the kind of popularity it has. Yeah, we have diehard fans like you and me, Brandon, but there are a ton of casual fans in just our kind of realm of fandom. And I feel like with college football... It comes to just can you draw in the casual fan? Yeah, and I think it's going to be, you know, what what can you do? How can you do it? What do they need? You know, what more can we offer to them? How many channels can we offer to them to see some of these games? Or if you're Texas, can we uh, get our Longhorn Network up and running, have our own network? No, you you don't like the Longhorn Network. No, Brandon? no, no, <laughs> get, I don't. You're giving me like the 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 Donald Trump hands over no, there. I, like I, you're trying to say, cue the music. Okay, cut the music. You're doing the Trump hand over there. <laughs> That's a, a, a 
Brilliant reference. Um, the, the, topical, topical reference. The arrogance. But um, <laughs> what was I going to say is that, yeah, I, no, I came across that one day and I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 this, this is not good. This is not good. <laughs> um, you guys are not that good to have your own network. I mean, we can call it the Longhorns or whatever, whatever they do. They put up their little fingers or whatever. Hook em horns. Yeah, the, the hook them horns. Hook them yeah. horns. Yeah. But anywho, however, that, I, I just anyways, back to, I, I back to the point. I I'm just, just saying, I'll I, teach I you something that about that necessary. in our Big 12 preview. Remember that. that. I will, I'll teach you something about that. But go ahead. But but here's the thing is that when I think of and, and we'll talk college football right now. Yep. When I think of college football and where I want to be for college football, you know where I want to be? I want to be down south. Getting ready at about 10 a.m. Getting up early, being ready for ten, at 10 a.m., ready to go. And I'm going to an Alabama football game because I'm going to eat, breathe, live, sleep, go to the bathroom, Alabama football. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that is what I envision. That's what I would absolutely love. And you know what's another thing that I look at? And I'm just pulling this up. Week one. We're just going to look at week one. I'm going to read off the ACC games of ACC teams that are playing quality power five opponents. You ready for this? We're going to have, and all these times are Eastern, Thursday night, 6 o'clock on ESPN, North Carolina, South Carolina, Battle of the Carolinas. The second one, we got to go to Saturday. I'll count Virginia UCLA. That's two. Same time in Auburn in Alabama. Actually, no, it's in just seen this at Georgia. It's in a neutral site. Louisville Auburn. Then we gotta wait till Monday, September seventh for the last one. A rematch of I wanna say it was one of the only games Ohio State lost last season. Ohio State at Virginia Tech. Four games that are four. And those are four games, one of them on a Thursday, one of them on a Monday, where the I would say the casual football fan will tune into. Probably that Monday one would be the most because it's got the defending national champions in it. Yeah, that's interesting. That it's on a Monday? Yeah, it's interesting on a Monday, but same time, you know, if, if people want to get the ACC out to the casual fan, you know, it's, it's got to be on, it's got to be prime time. It's got to be national television. It, and know. only two of them were in prime time. And that was the non-Saturday ones. Yeah. Week two, if we were to go ahead to that, I'm looking for notable, I mean, Virginia, Notre Dame, but that's a 3.30 Eastern on a Saturday. And besides that, there's nothing I want to see. The only other one, I mean, we get our first ACC conference game, but it's Wake Forest versus Syracuse. What casual fan's going to want to watch that? None. Week three. Week three starts some good stuff. Thursday night, primetime game, Clemson at Louisville. So, okay, last year's number two in the Atlantic versus number three. Cool. Friday, you get Florida State, Boston College, that could be a big one. And then on Saturday, noon game against North Carolina. 12-30 game, 
Duke and Northwestern. So they're playing the Illinois teams. Then you have, to me, the biggest one is Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. But bigger than that, and this is me loving the 30 for 30s on the U, is a rematch. Nebraska is going to go to the Miami Hurricanes. They're going to go into Miami. But yet again, 3.30 game. The only prime Eastern? time. Yeah, Eastern. 3.30 Eastern. So for us, it'd be 2.30. So 2.30, but that's, I mean, that's a... It's a good time because and that's I'm a lot. That's when a lot of your SEC games are coming on about two thirty. And I mean, yeah, you've got Virginia Tech, Purdue, but I'm going to throw this one out at you. This is a seven o'clock game for us in the Central Time Zone. Pitt at Iowa. Do you watch that game? Because it's in it, and it's in prime time. It's going to be on the Big Ten Network, though. So I mean, you're an, you're an ACC team, but because you're playing at Iowa, you're on the Big Ten Network. Who's going to see you unless you have the Big Ten Network? I don't know. Watching Iowa football or watching paint dry, you know, that's that's really that's really tough. But that's that team you no, talked about in the ACC, Pitt. But yeah, well, I'm I'm telling you, I, I want to see Pitt actually go up against a team that's going to play football. So I I, I think that uh, I I'd, I'd want to see them go up against a challenger, a, a true challenger. Now now if it happens that. Iowa beats them during the year. I'll come back on here and say I'm a dumb idiot. So you know, I I think that, uh, and I'll use those words. But uh, I think I don't think I'll have to. And then after that, it's just you know what we get more and more into. There's not that many ACC games the next week, and then the week after we get into ACC play. But to end this podcast, we're gonna do this. Is gonna be the setup for all of them. I'm gonna start with you, Brandon. Tell me. Who is going to be your ACC title game in 2015, and who wins? And does that winner go to the college football playoff? All right. Well, from the Atlantic side, it's going to be Florida State. And from the coastal side, it's going to be Duke. You think so? I don't know. Not after your... One little BS that you brought up of what the one pe- people said. You could have yep. not shared Sixth, that with me, and I could have felt sixth. better about it. Hey, man. You, so, you know what? Drink that Duke Gatorade. <laughs> Drink the Gatorade. The I Kool-Aid, will. Kool Aid. I mean, I will, man. I wish I, I wish I had some Gatorade here to drink now. I'm <laughs> coughing. But uh, Florida State and Duke, and it's going to be Florida State that wins it, and Florida State will not be going any farther than that. Similar. Mine's very similar. You ready for it? Yeah. Clemson wins the Atlantic. They're going to beat Louisville. They're going to beat Florida State and Everett Golson in Death Valley. They're going to be so high because they're like, yes, yes, we finally won the division. Hopefully only on life. It's not Colorado. They're going to be yes. I mean, like cheering. That's what they're going to do. They're going to play Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's going to have another great season. Going to go back to the ACC title game. And really, it doesn't matter because you're not making the college football playoffs, but I'd pick Clemson. Clemson to win the ACC. Go Tigers. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I... I However, we're both in agreement, though, that no playoff teams. No. Mm -mm. No, I will be absolutely, thoroughly surprised if there is one. And after all these previews, we're going to talk heavily about college football playoffs, but we're going to wait until... After the summer for that. So that's going to do it for our ACC football preview for 2015. Make sure to 
check out next week. We're going straight down the Power 5 standing. So next week, we're going to be going to the land of Texas and Oklahoma. And I think it's just Texas and Oklahoma, basically. You're going to have some Kansas in there. Big, Big 12 football. That's what I'm saying. We're going to be previewing the Big 12 next week. I want you guys to tell us down below what you thought about today's podcast, what you thought about what we said. What do you think? Who is going to be in the ACC title game? Who's going to win the ACC? Can the ACC have a playoff game or a playoff team? Tell us that down below in the comment section. If you like the podcast, go ahead, hit that like button. If you loved it, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you check out our other videos and podcasts on our YouTube and SoundCloud channels. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.